everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today we're talking with Nicolene Elkadad, and I did it almost right. <laughs> Perfect, Nancy. Perfect. And I just want to say I'm really excited. Just in our little conversation we just had before I turned on the recording, I know I like you a lot. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Nancy. You're such a star. <laughs> and I am really excited to talk to you today because I think you've got some wonderful um, things to share with us, information. And I know that my listeners are really going to get a lot out of our chat today. So Nicolene, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, thank you, Nancy. Well, my name's Nicolene and I am from Cape Town in South Africa and I am a self-made millionaire. And I say that with so much pride because it took me a very long time to speak my truth. And my husband and I started our very first business from my mom's garage with the last few cents we had in the bank. And we took a chance. We took a chance uh, because we couldn't find work any other way. My husband was a foreigner in the country. Um, And we said, you know, let's try something that could, you know, create our own wealth and our own future. And it was a big gamble. We almost lost everything. It was hard. It was it was very, very tough in the beginning, but we got an opportunity to promote our business at a fair, almost like an expo. And this was the make or break opportunity for us. So when we went there, it was tough. It we, literally everything, Nancy, you can think that went wrong did. The car broke down. Our phones got stolen. I lost my wedding ring. I thought the universe was telling me to get in the car and go home because this is not your place. But my husband and I had a vision. And I think when your vision is so strong and your your fire inside you is just burning brighter than anything else, it doesn't allow you to stop. And when we were driving back home from the expo, and it takes us 12 hours to drive from the city back to where we stay, um, the phone started ringing and we had seven clients call on the way home. And I can still feel the goosebumps coming of how excited we are. Now, Nancy, they didn't order much. Like they ordered one product, you know, it was nothing big. But for me, it was the sign that I was waiting for that this is going to be okay. And many times today, even we still see people who come to us for advice about business, they just need that sign. They just need someone to say, you're going to be okay, keep going. And that's what we've done. So over the past 14 years, we've started six additional businesses. We have seven today. But my biggest baby story that I love to share is that I started my own coffee shop because I absolutely love coffee about four years ago. And when we opened three branches in the first couple of months, I say to my husband, I think this business is meant for greatness. I really think it should be everywhere, but I did not want to, you know, manage multiple stores. I didn't want to run it all by myself. So we took our time and we figured out a formula of how we could franchise our own business, but not like the difficult way, you know, not corporate. I don't like red tape. My husband and I get so frustrated when you ask someone for a quote and it takes them three days to send it to you or someone to sign on the dotted line. So we, we created something that was easy and simple. And we made sure that the people that invest with us were people like us, the wife that has always dreamed of owning her own coffee shop, the retired couple that's, you know, bored at home, but they really just want to give back to the community. Those are the people that we partner with. And today we have 25 branches across the country. And honestly, um, Nancy, on the way here in the car, before we started talking, I was just thinking it's literally the tip of the iceberg. We have just scratched the surface of what we could possibly do. And not because of what I want to do, but because we've got so much impact on the community that the people want what we've got to offer now. And I think that is a gift that the universe was giving me. 
That is, uh, that gave me goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> just sitting here going, that's, and, and, you know, I, I really connect with what you're saying. And it's, I had a very, very successful business prior to my accident seven years ago. And then after my accident, everything just crashed. And you know, I just sat in a corner for a year and a half and went, I don't want to be here. I don't, you know, uh-huh. and then I woke up one morning and I said, I want, and I truly believe that I was given the opportunity. It's a God-given opportunity. And, you know, it was, God was saying, if you've got a life changing illness, not a life ending illness, get off your butt and get going. There's so much more that you can still do. And so now I work with other people with chronic illness and you do not know the number of people that have said, oh, that's just too narrow a niche. Don't do that. That's not Mm -hmm. what you're meant to do. It's, you know, you need to do this. And I'm going, God dang it. No, (laughs) you know, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know, and, and, and interestingly enough, and I'm going to be talking to my coach about this and you may have a, a, an idea on this too. We talked a week ago because my branding is all about, you know, don't wait till pigs fly, get out there and, and do it now. And, and we said, well, all right, let's take the words chronic illness out of your brand message and just mm-hmm. see where it goes. You can still do the same thing. And theoretically, because everybody knows this is chronic illness, I don't need the words chronic, right? Yeah. They'll still come to you. So for the last two weeks, I've been using basically the same branding message without chronic illness in it. Zero responses. I I wanted to interrupt you and say, don't do that, Nancy, but I wanted you to finish the story first. (laughs) Zero responses. And when I've got chronic illness in the brand, it's like people just come whoosh. Oh, this is so good. This is, you know, so I think when you talk about doing something that really feels Mm -hmm. like you've got to do it, you need to listen to that. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's what makes it so special because now someone can truly relate to you because if you took, if you take the word chronic out, you're just another person helping other people grow whatever the business is that they want or their life that they've got. But I'm exactly in the same shoes. And Nancy, when, when we, we, when we started my coaching business um, a couple of years ago, I also just wanted to help everybody and their dog grow their business. And it was amazing because I have so much experience to give, but every time I found myself coming back to friends, franchising and opening more locations because that's where my true passion is and once you just own it once you just say you know what this is what I'm supposed to do and not the 10 other ideas that I have right now then you actually give off more energy and you get attracted by the right people yeah you know it's like oh, I just got to get up today and I got to talk to anybody and I don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know>? exactly <laughs> So another interesting thing was I just read a book and it, what was it called? It's called, oh, I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about um, a coffee shop. Yeah. And it's, it's telling a story. It's not just a a sit down, read textbook on coffee. And it was about this coffee shop that was really, really, really successful. 
And they had franchises all over. Yeah, well, they weren't franchises. She ran them herself, but Mm -hmm. they were they were all over in about three states. And suddenly people quit coming. And it was they didn't know why. And so she hired a detective, a a marketing detective, which is what he calls himself, to come in and figure out what was going on. And they were looking at the environment of the coffee shop. They talked to customers. They talked to past customers. And it's exactly what you were saying. They don't, the people did not want the standard you know, I'm not going to say the name brand coffee shop, but they didn't want that. They wanted Mm -hmm. someone who was real, someone who cared about them. They wanted the baristas who would take time to talk to them and and do special things for their birthdays and all that. And when they started to do that again, things started to build. So what kind of a lesson should businesses in general learn because I'm sure that's what you do because that's exactly what you were talking about yeah I I believe that you need to look at your brand and, and and most people that have a business it's probably not the first time someone's doing it there's always someone else who does what you do but bringing your own personal element into the business is what separates it and, and a lot of times Nancy the business owner hides behind the name of the company in most businesses where I walk in whether it's a boutique a hair salon or even a coffee shop I don't even know who owns the business it's as if we don't want to be proud enough to say hey this is my business or to be the I, I don't know what the reason is but we hide behind the name and today I think people would rather support a small business who you actually can see the owner, you know about them, you read about them on social media, they show you behind the scenes videos, they make you feel like you're a part of their journey and you end up wanting to help them reach their goal. Doesn't matter what that goal is, but if they're sharing that this is for their family or they started it because of their mom or you know whatever the reason is for the business, people get to connect and we need to connect. 2020 was hard enough as it is and this year is not looking much brighter. So really just get back to the roots actually and, and share who you are and why you started your business. I started an online magazine a couple of years ago specifically for this, where I feel like female entrepreneurs need to share their story of why they started the business, what's their big lessons, the the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what they would suggest to someone else to do. Because we learn through stories. We can relate through a story. And every single business out there, Nancy, has good and bad. There is no business that I believe has just always had everything green arrows all the way ahead. And it's through those lessons that I can go, well, if Nancy did it, then I can do it. But if you only see the Oprah's and the wealthy people and all the, you know, the famous things, it's hard to relate unless you know their story. So I would say that whatever your business is, always look at your competition, but for inspiration, not for competition. I remember, Nancy, when we opened our coffee shop, the first one, we had so much hate mail so many people walk into our store to tell us you should close down, you, you shouldn't be here, this is going to kill other businesses. And the more I'm saying is I'm a unique brand. I'm attracting a certain group of people and the other people will still go where they go. I still go to my favorite coffee shops when I'm in a different area. Um, I say, so I, I don't believe in that type of competition, but I do believe that if I look at my competitors, I can see what they do. I choose whether I like what some of the features that they use 
but how can I bring my own element in and make it stand out even more? Because then it becomes me. And I would never do, Nancy, anything that's not aligned with my business. So for example, if someone is doing, let's say, lives every day or whatever, and that's not aligned with you, then you shouldn't do that. But you should find your thing, the thing that makes you unique to everybody else. You know, that's absolutely beautiful. And it's true. But there's so much noise out there for business owners, women mm-hmm. specifically, who they hear you've got to do a Facebook Live every day. You've got to do this. You've got to do if you want business, you need to do this and this and this. When you're just starting out, yeah, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to listen. This person seems to be really successful. I'm going to do what they do. Yeah. And, and when it doesn't work, that can be so traumatic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's hard. And you know, Nancy, what I always tell my clients is, when you find someone to follow, someone to feel um, almost like a mentor, someone that you want to get your ideas from, make sure that they are only a year or two ahead of you, not 10, not 20, not the one that's already making the millions, because that's when the tough times become almost like it's impossible for you to reach. But if you've got, let's say you've got a hair salon and you've got someone that you're eyeing, they've been doing it for a year or two longer than you. It feels more realistic. If they do something, you actually tell yourself, I could do this. She's only been doing this a couple of months longer than me. You know, like it makes it more relatable. And I think we forget that. We always want to look so far ahead. Like I teach my clients to plan five and 10 years ahead, but look in front of you, look at the person that's starting now. And also Nancy, we need to look at the people behind us because today people are starting businesses and they're doing it faster and smarter than what we might have done, you know, five years ago. And when you are in a circle or in a bubble and the people that you surround yourself with are not the ambitious type of entrepreneurs, it's hard to brainstorm with them. So you need to find that community where you can walk in, talk about your, your concerns or your dreams, and they support that. I mean, Nancy, my group of girlfriends, and I have as much as my hand can can handle, um, I literally would share with them that this is my next thing. And nobody thinks I'm crazy. Nobody thinks it's impossible. They just flourish with love and, and then support for me because they know that's all I need is just the support. But it's hard for women that have no support. It's hard for anybody who wants to start a business and their partner or their friends look at them like, are you crazy? You have no experience. Where are you going to get the money? What if it goes you know, you know, wrong? Or what if you do? And, and that negativity makes it so hard to finally go after your dreams, which is the the case that I think a lot of people struggle with in the beginning. Growing a successful business is hard enough, but trying to do it while adjusting to a new challenge like a chronic illness can definitely derail the best of us. Nancy understands. She has been there, done that. With 30 years of success, she knows the necessary business hacks to increase your income and relieve the day-to-day stress of running a business, all while living in an uncooperative body. Nancy can help you. Connect with her today through the links in the show notes so you can see your business soar higher. Yeah, I agree with that totally. And my head is just jumping with so many things. Hopefully I'll remember to go back to all of them. But talking about dreams, you have a vision board behind you. Oh, yes. I have a few, actually. I enjoy making them. And I also do them with my daughter now. She's nine. I have twins. They're nine. Um, And I'm teaching them to 
do things for like this year? Like what is things that you want to, like, I don't want to make them think too far ahead, but it's just to, to, to show what is in our minds and to actually get it out and give it to the universe and say, you know, a beach holiday would be really nice right now, even though it's COVID and you have to wear a mask. <laughs> but you, to put it out there, I think, Nancy, it, it makes it more realistic. Um, I, I love also journaling and I never even read what I've written down, but I'm getting it out because otherwise my head feels like there's too much information. And it's almost like talking to a girlfriend. If you don't have someone right now to talk to, write it down, scribble it on a piece of paper. You can even throw it away afterwards if you need to. But it's like you're having that conversation with the universe. You're saying, I would like this. Please give this to me. And also at the same time, Nancy, we need to please ask for the guidance to help me reach that. The people that think by sticking a picture of a Porsche on a piece of paper and say that I'm going to get that next year and then not do anything, it ain't going to happen. But yeah, if you're absolutely. open to, I'm willing to work, I'm willing to dig deep, I'm willing to connect and collaborate and think outside the box, just ask for guidance and make sure that you take the actionable steps to do that. Go to your connection meetings and go to social media and find and ask questions. I think that's why I love Facebook groups so much. I'm not very active myself, but I used to be very much where I would go in and ask questions. And there are thousands of women there, Nancy, that never ask anything. They only watch. And I think you're missing out on the power of the group because if you're struggling to attract the client, ask the question. Say, guys, I'm looking for a 20 year old. You know, they, they need to like ice cream. Where can I find them? Put the question in there so that other people can give you advice. But by just standing on the side watching, it's not going to give you the tools to take place in your business. I totally, totally agree with that. And, and I do, I try to do a new um, vision board like every six months. I, I want to do small things that I'm actually going to see forward movement. And once we've got that movement, but you're so right. It's, it's, I can put, you know, one of them I did was really kind of funny because it wasn't anything I did to get what I got, but I had put, we were living in my parents' house, taking care of my parents. I wanted my own house. I wanted a new car. I want, you know, all those things, but I worked my tail off to get my business to a point where I could go out and I could buy a new car. Mm -hmm. Now I got the house, but it was because my parents died and left me the house. But, so. but Nancy, that, that's the thing that we need to understand that the universe and God gives you things, not in the way we asked for them. We, we some, unless you're clear to say, please let me win it in the lottery. That's a different thing. But if you're mm -hmm. asking for more time to spend with the family and you, I don't want to say lose your job, but if something happens and there's all of a sudden a gap in your time, the universe is trying to help you out here, but it's yeah. the way we look at the things. And the same is with the timeline on receiving. Um, I, I'm big on asking for even directly for money or opportunities or friends or people in your life, but there's a reason that there's a time space in whenever you're supposed to receive it. It might actually be because we're not ready for that car, that money, that opportunity. And it's hard to hear, Nancy. People don't want to hear that you're not ready to make more money because we all say we do. But I've seen people that as soon as the opportunity comes their way, they literally freak out because they've always been told you can never manage money they've always been told that when you have more money there's more problems and then all those negative thoughts come in and they actually push the opportunity push further away yeah. so there is a lot of work that has to happen before you can get what you ask for but the timeline you need to remember it's not on your timeline it's when it's supposed to be absolutely and i also think one of the other things that we talked about is 
doing the looking five years out, doing the things that are going to get you. Every client that I have starts out with doing what we call a flight plan. Everything around, you know, revolves around these flying pigs. So yeah, I they, love it. <laughs> so they do a flight plan. Even even flying pigs got to know where they're going. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> so we look at what do you want to be happening in five years, and the vision board vision board becomes a part of that because mm-hmm. you're you're trying to figure out. Because I get people saying five years, I don't know what I'm having for dinner tonight. You know, how can I look at five years in the future? But not only do you have to say what it is you want in five years, you have to be clear. It drives me nuts in these Facebook groups where they say, what do you want? And people say, well, I want more money. I want more clients. Mm -hmm. You can get a dollar. You can get one client and that takes care of that more. You know, yes. you, you need to be clear. I want, by the end of this year, I want to be bringing in, in this one particular business, I want to be bringing in $500,000. So, okay, how am I going to get that $500,000? Yes. And you've got to work backwards. you got to say, I have four programs. This program, I charge this much for. This program, I charge this much for. How many mm-hmm. people do I need to have in this and in this? And, you know, and how am I going to get them? You yes. have to be very clear and very specific in your goals. I, I love the, the statement that a, a goal is a dream if you don't have you know, how to, how to accomplish it. You've got to really figure that out. And yeah, so I think that's one thing that's really important. The other thing is you also mentioned when you're sitting in a room by yourself, anything goes up here, Mm -hmm. but does it make sense? How doable is it? You know, is anybody going to want it? You need to have a community around you. You need to have people that, and I agree with the with the six months to two years ahead of you kind of thing. I agree with that totally. I'm not going to feel comfortable in a group with Oprah. Yeah, oh, that's just yeah, not no, going <laughs> to. It no. would be a slightly intimidating, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> just a little yeah but um but if there were and and the other thing is the uh, the interesting part that I would love to talk to Oprah about is that uh, overnight successes are not overnight generally oh uh, yeah you know, I, know I don't think anybody has ever had that I mean unless you win the lottery th- there's nothing there's always a build-up towards something um so yeah I also don't like that overnight term that and, and unfortunately Nancy everybody's looking for it You know, like, and it's so funny. It's almost like, you know, that it's not there, but yet we're still looking for it. It's like finding Atlantis. We're all hoping we'll get the island, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to happen. But when, but when you're with a group of people who are just barely ahead of you, you Mm -hmm. can get advice from them. And if you're barely ahead of someone else you can share your knowledge and expertise don't be afraid to share you know that's there are how many billions of people in this world you know there's there are enough people in this world for us all to have very enriching 
businesses do what we want to do, make the money we want without this horrible competition that's out there, you know, you you share. And I think one of the best ways of doing that, and I've been running mastermind programs for over 10 years, is to be a part of a mastermind program. Because Mm -hmm. have you been involved in anything like that? Yeah, I'm currently in a big mastermind as well. And I absolutely love it because you always get to be in, in a group where there's people with so many um, different experiences, different business niches. And it's it, what, and on the one side, it's nice when you hear someone else struggling, even though they've made millions or whatever the level is at. So it makes you feel a little bit more confident of where you are. But it's also nice for building your network. You know, like you never know what's going to happen two years from now, five years from now. And I really believe that connecting and spreading your story more through those people is how you actually build your community. Because I know someone that Nancy would need nancy might know someone that i need and if we don't talk if we don't just share our story we won't be able to connect people with each other absolutely absolutely i agree with it uh let's switch gears a little bit you had put three different things down on your input form when we first started talking and one of those things and we've we've talked about growth goals but the next thing on your list is scaling How does someone who's already in business, who's got something going and wants more, how do they scale? Well, Nancy, it depends on how scaling would be for you. So some people want to scale in the sense of making more money. Some people want to have a bigger impact in their brand in the country, or some people would want to have just a bigger team so that they don't have to do all the work. So scaling can be a lot of different things for people. But if we look at the general aspect and they want to go to the next level of their business, means multiplying everything so they can have more money, more freedom and more staff and more support, you need to look at where your business is first. You need to almost like declutter your current business, make sure that it is actually automated. Is your business successful without you? And Nancy, this is one thing that a small business owner doesn't like to hear, but a successful business can't, should run without you. It should have a, a model in which if Nancy is sick for two weeks, there will still be money coming in. Her staff will not be now homeless because Nancy didn't show up to work. That means the business formula that you fo- that you formed is actually in a good space. And that means that you can take it to the next level. And in my world, that means opening more locations, more branches. Even online businesses can have more facilities so that they can service more people. But it's knowing your numbers, knowing how much a second location or another office would cost you and what will that entail of you? How much time do you need to spend there? Will there be training involved? And yes, in the beginning, Nancy, this will scare a lot of people. They'll be like, no, that's too much for me. I don't want to go there. But what I always tell my clients is first, just live in the dream world for a while. Literally take a week or two whenever you go into the space of what can life look like when I scale, live in the dream world where nothing's impossible. Write down all your thoughts. Say, as if you've already got the team, I will be able to manage two locations. I will be able to hire two more people. And then when you've got this plan written out of what this would look like, then you need to ask yourself, how would my life look like when I'm there? Because Nancy, once we can imagine that and you can actually see the freedom that you'll have, the more time, the more money and what you can do with the money for your community, your family, maybe you've got massive debt to pay off. Maybe you want to put your grandkids through school one day. Like everybody's got so many beautiful dreams out there 
there. But once you can actually see what your business can do for you in the future, it is a bigger fire and an energy for you to go after it than if you just think of, oh, well, it's going to be really hard and I'm going to have to work a lot more than now. So no, I'm just going to rather stay where I am. But it really just starts with first saying, is my business surviving without me? And if it is not, then you need to make sure that you structure it in some way that the business can become slightly more automated, which just means we need to do this, Nancy, you need to remove the human element from your business. You need to remember the business is a brand by itself. The business solves a problem for someone through the products and services. You are the face of the brand. You are the person that created it. You're the mom. You're the one that's in charge. But you need to have a business that can speak for itself so that when you want to um, add an additional income stream for your business, which is something I really want to um, dig into as well, Nancy, because I think a lot of people when they want to scale their business, they think, okay, let me take what I've got, get more customers in, sell more of the products and services we have, and then we'll make more money. But sometimes the business that you have is pretty beautiful just the way it is. What if you rather added an additional income stream to the business? What if you, let's say if you have a hair salon, I'm, I'm being very basic now, but if you had a hair salon, what, what if you could create a course where you teach people how to either do their own hair or become a hairdresser or even how to open their own hair salon separate from your day-to-day, -day, what you do already, it's something that's maybe automated, it's a program, maybe it's something you run on weekends or, you know, like a retreat, there's something else, but that becomes a separate entity and a financial source from your hair salon. So that when, unfortunately, something like COVID hits, it kills the one income stream maybe for a, for a few weeks or months, but the other one might be able to survive. And Nancy, in our home, we have 11 income streams specifically for this purpose. I grew up in a, in a situation where we had everything and something changed and we had almost nothing. And I think I was imprinted, unfortunately, with this type of mentality that, you know, have multiple options so that you can secure your family's security in fine and, and in the money section. Um, and that's my own issues that I have to work with through money. And, and even though we have money, it's always interesting, Nancy, that there's still issues that everybody works through in their own way. Um, but that's something I would also encourage people to do. Look at your business and say, if I keep it the way it is, I'm really happy the way it's running, but I would like to make more money. Is there something else you can add in from the outside into your business that will also make you scale your business in a way that you probably didn't even imagine yet? Well, and you know, that's really interesting from um, a standpoint that you're not even mentioning, but my listeners are going to listen to very carefully. And that is, as an example, me. I'm going along. I have a beautiful business. Everything's fine. Wham. I'm in a car accident. Nothing. Yes. For a year and a half, my business was dormant because I couldn't move. I was in and out of hospitals, having surgeries, all kinds of different things like this. The last thing I wanted to think of was my business. Mm -hmm. So I lost all of my income coming in. If I had had what I now have, which are programs and things mm -hmm. that, you know, and I have staff now. Yeah, I didn't back then. I had never thought of that back when I was doing what I, and, and it's really amazing because when I, I used to live in Washington, D.C. for many, many years, and back there I had a different business and I had 11 employees at one point. So I got sick back there and everything ran without me. But at this point, I had just me. 
Mm. And, you know, that was it. <clears throat> well, that's, you learned a big lesson doing that. And that's never going to happen again. I now have the processes and the procedures and the systems so that, yeah, I had to cancel all of my meetings last Monday because I've been trying to get in to see a specialist for months. And all of a sudden an appointment opened up and they said, but you got to be here right at this time. And so I had to cancel all of my appointments. I had somebody else who was able to take care of them for me. So I yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't lose. Anything. But also, but also, Nancy, you've structured your life and your business now so that you have the freedom to make those choices. It's not a life or death situation. If I don't see this client now, it's okay if we move them to tomorrow or to reschedule. Right. But in the beginning, when your business is tight and you feel like everything that you do depends on you and it matters so much because otherwise it's make or break, that's not a nice life to live. That's not a comfortable, that's not what I think the entrepreneurial journey was supposed to meant to be. It's supposed to be so joyful and so much more exciting and you should come up with great crazy wild ideas every day and i do believe nancy that the the universe brings you ideas some are not meant for you but you need to receive them say thank you or no thank you and let them move on to the next person because i've always heard people say oh when they started that thing and i always wanted to do that and then i'm like yeah well maybe the universe asked you and you were not open to doing anything Maybe for that, there's multiple reasons for that, but I do believe that. I think that you need to be more open for things and, and get out of your little comfort zone because that's where it can become too, um, too protected. And when things go wrong, then you actually lose all the hard work that you've done. Absolutely. I think, I think these things are so important. And, uh, but the biggest problems that I see with all of this are, and, and I've always said, I'm not the mindset person. I'm the tools and strategies person, but you cannot eliminate the one from the other. You've mm -hmm. got to have both of them. Oh, yeah. And even for businesses who uh, have been around for a while, who are doing well, they, they often will have these mindsets where number one, I have to do it myself. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to release the reins to someone else because I'm going to lose control. Yes. And when it's somebody just getting started and I, and I understand getting started, but if you've been doing it for a little while, you've got some income coming in, you've, you know, you've got something there. You say, I can't do this. I can't hire a VA. I can't do this. I can't buy new software. I don't have the money. I have to do it myself. For the longest time back in DC when I was doing it, and I was making good money and I was running a very successful business, but people would come to me and say, hey, have you ever considered partnerships? Or, hey, this, no, it's my baby you know, go away. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> right yeah, now, I'd love, if somebody wants to be my partner, let me know. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to consider it. But um, you've got to do a flip in your mindset. Yeah. It's, it's hard for people, Nancy, to let other people in. And I, and I get that. It's, it is your baby. You started, you came up with the idea. But it's always interesting. I'm, I'm reading a lot of books on how to truly take your business to the ultimate level. And they always refer to people like the Zuckerbergs, the people that have done massive things. And Nancy, these people own anywhere between 10 to maybe 33% of their business. Through the years, they have sold shares, they found investors to help them elevate their business. And if you don't know these facts, if you think 
that Zuckerberg still owns the entire Facebook, then it just makes you think that that's how you should run your business. But when you start reading more about big companies and how all these big guys had to, you know, no, not had to, it was a smart choice that they made to sell off slow parts of their business so that they can grow tenfold, then that allows you to start thinking, well, okay, maybe to have a business partner would not be the end of the world. Maybe to find a VA once a week to take an hour or two of my work and do it probably faster and better than me is going to make me money. And usually when it comes to just um, getting the, the hang of letting some of the work go to someone else, I always say that look at how long it takes you to do it. doesn't matter what it is. Even if it's social media, if it takes you two or three hours a day or a week to do something that is not your strength, it's, you know it's not your, your main thing. This is not going to make you money. It's part of your business, but it's not going to make you money. You need to figure out what could you have done in that time that actually makes you money. And if you know, well, I could have serviced three customers, I could have gone here and sold this, then you've already answered your question. Because if you can literally, I, I've, I spoke to a client the other day, she sells one specific product now in her business, and all the income goes to all the people she hires. And she literally structured it that way so that she doesn't feel bad that they get paid out of her profits. They get paid from this additional product that she created. She sells it with all the other things that she has got to sell. But that income covers all two of her VAs. It covers the person that helps her with her copywriting and her websites because she doesn't need them all the time. She only needs them when she needs them. But I think it's because um, I think a lot of business owners think it has to be full time. It has to be someone that will come in and steal my idea. It's going to be someone that, you know, that's going to do everything wrong. And it's again, mindset. And it's like you said, Nancy, they go so close together. But if you don't read the right books, if you don't collaborate with the right people and talk to the right people, it's hard to get out of that space. That is so true. I just looked at the clock and I went, oh my goodness, we're way over our time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, could just, I could just keep going, but we're going to have to um, start winding down on this. Is there something that we have not talked about that you think is important to mention? I think when it comes to the goal setting, like you were mentioning before, um, it's very important that we set your goal, whatever that is for your business, and then pretend to be someone else just for a few seconds, and then set a goal for that same business. Allow yourself to say, what if, you know, let's say your business, you want to double your income, and that's your goal for the next year. Ask yourself, what would be a little bit bigger than that? What would be a little bit more scary than that? What will really take me out of my comfort zone? And it might just not be the money. It might be hiring that VA with the extra money. It might be opening another location. It might be going on expensive vacation that you've been eyeing for a while. What is it that you can add to really juice up that goal? Because I think we sometimes make a goal so boring. You know, it's great because it's more money or it's another store or it's, you know, another team. But when you add something that you really, really want on top of it, because you almost feel like it's not going to happen now, it spices up the goal. And then like you said, Nancy, you have to plan it back. You have to plan it back over the 12 months or six months, whatever time you've got for that goal. And to the day, you need to know every day, what am I going to do? And if you only have an hour a day to, to work on this goal, be clear. I'm going to call five clients every day. That is how I'm going to reach that goal. I'm going to sell five of these facial creams because that's going to make me make my money. I'm going to, you know, whatever, like you need to be that clear. And Nancy, nine out of 10 business owners do not do this. No. We have great goals. We dream big. We say we're going to do that. And we know kind of what we want to do every month, 
but to the day we don't do it and if you can start today to plan your week out beautifully like that you will see massive changes happening not just in your mindset but in the ability of you of doing things which means you'll be able to do more and faster because you can actually see what you do and you see the effect it has on your business but you will reach your goal actually faster because of this i also think that an important aspect of that is to write it down so that oh, you yes. really yeah, do exactly. I'm a it. very big, like, I don't like technology that much. So I don't do the whole online thing. I'm a very much like, I've got diaries and books and stuff everywhere on my desk. And I write down my thoughts. I plan it out. I make sure that it shows the whole week and then the whole month, because that makes it real for me. And if I can plan it out already, my mind is ticking the boxes that you can do this. But if everything just stays in your head, Nancy, and, and you have a bad day, it feels too hard. It feels unclear because you can't remember what did I say was I going to do on Friday so let's just rather not do it because I'm busy with this thing now yeah. and but if it's on the list and it's there and it's in your face you know you have to do it yeah amen to that that just that you are preaching to the choir <laughs> awesome <laughs> if someone wants to get a hold of you and say hey Nicolene I, I love what you do I want more of it how do they do that they can just go straight over to my website, nicolinealchadad.com, and all my information is on there. I also have a Facebook group, Multiply to Millions, that they can connect with me with. And I also have a book coming out um, next year, January, so I'm super excited about that. And it's all about how to multiply to millions. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has just thank been, I, I've got goosebumps. This has been. Oh, amazing. thank you. But you're such a star. You are such a star. Thank you so much. And thank you for staying niched. Don't change the wording in your branding, Nancy. We need more people that are so niched so that communities can truly feel that they're a part of something. Because if it's just too wide, we feel lost. We feel like just another number and we want to feel special. So thank you so thank much. You. Well, thank you. Everybody, I hope you got as much amazing information today as I did. I know I was taking notes and I'm going to uh, keep going with all of this and I'm going to be more uh, aware of my planning going forward. I hope you are too. If you have any questions for either of us, you can put them in the comment section here on the podcast. Um, if you have ideas for future sessions, let me know. And until we talk again, guys, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.